What it do, what it do, what it do, what is poppin'? You know who, you know this voice. You know what time it is. You know who it is. It's your boy Moody or Derek, whatever you want to call me. And this, this is another episode of Moody's Point. That is right, I am back. I am back from the dead, as Chief Keith would say. It's been like, what, two, three weeks since my last episode? My last episode was pretty fire. It's 1.18 a.m. in the morning. The snow kind of fucked up everything. It's snowing pretty bad. The roads are pretty bad, but that's not going to stop me from giving you another episode. So here I is. Here I am. And uh, we're going we're gonna to have some fun. Um, shit, this episode, you're going to know. It's probably this episode. We're going to basically, basically, um, I'm going to tell you guys. I'm going to explain to you guys who I am. Who is Derek Moody? Not just Moody, but who is Derek Terrell Moody, to be exact. You know what I'm saying? So I'm basically going to just explain to you guys five of my all-time favorite artists that I listen to on a daily. And it's always a specific reason to why I listen to them, why the music that they put out, why it touches my soul, and why it makes me who I am as a person. Because not a lot of people know who I am as a person. And I don't really express myself a lot. And they say music is a great way to help you express yourself. Music helps you cope with some of your problems, your issues, or just makes you feel good. It's a stress reliever. Music is a stress reliever. And everybody got a certain artist or a certain album that they have where you play it and all their problems go away. It's like they escape reality for a certain amount of time. And it's like, it's like going to a different world. And I have five artists that I listen to on a daily, every day, that helps me escape reality. Makes me, go me, takes me to a happy place. Takes me to a place where I know everything is gonna be all right. You feel me? When everything bullshit's going on with Corona or just life in general is hitting you or holding you down, music, like I said, is a stress reliever. And when I play these five artists, it helps me cope and it helps me. You know, it just, it's, it's a stress reliever, like I said. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel better. It's like a breath, a fresh breath of, a fresh breath of air when I listen to these play, people. So I'm going to just basically tell you about these five people. I'm going to recommend it to you guys. You can go listen to it or you can tell your friends about them. Because most of these people that I've listened to, I've share with my friends and they ended up going to listen to them and it came back with me with positive feedback saying hey i'm happy that you put me on to these people so that's basically what this episode is going to be about so stay tuned for that yes we are back we are back so we about to kick this episode off in style. I uh, pour me up a nice ghetto fabulous styrofoam cup of my favorite wine. So yeah, we about to sip and we about to we about to get into some good music, good some music. So like I was saying in the intro, I have five artists that I usually bump on the daily that gets me through the day. You know what I'm saying? When I'm down or when I just need something to clear my mind, 
I have five artists that I always have rotating in my playlist on Spotify, which I tell you guys all the time to go look, check out. I have them rotating all the time. Helps me get through the day. Because I'll be having, sometimes I have good days. And sometimes I have days where I just be like, damn, fuck it. I don't really give a fuck. Whoever talks to me, whoever comes to me sideways, it is what it is. Mostly at work, you know what I'm saying? You know how work is. Work kind of pisses you off. Work is stressful. Work gets on your nerves. Sometimes the shit that you have to do at work, you just be wanting to fucking, you know, go insane. But when you put your headphones in, or if you can play music out loud in certain situations, it kind of makes the shift goes by a little bit better. And that's what I usually was doing, you know what I'm saying? I had a playlist that I used to play when I was at work that goes through, that rotates, and I get through the whole shift. But it was five artists that I usually play literally through that playlist every single day. Like I said, at work, shit, when I was catching the bus, when I was making a walk to the bus stop, when I was riding in the car, when I had the whip, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, certain songs that and albums and artists that, you know, just keeps a motherfucker, keeps a motherfucker going, keeps keeps them running and keeps them going. And um, we might as well start it off. So these are my top five artists that I personally, personally listen to on a daily. That you know touches the soul. And I definitely gotta start off with the first artist, probably my favorite artist of all time, and no other than Mr. Mac DeMarco. And I don't know if a lot of people know who Mac DeMarco is, but he's a musician whose genre is considered mostly alternative rock and indie rock. And honestly, so here's a story that I want to tell you guys. So on my first ever episode of Moody's Point, I had my first ever guest, Justin Davis, come on the show. Shout out to Justin Davis, by the way. And this is when I first moved to Indianapolis like around 2015 and we we both went to IPY together because we was both doing the same major he was studying music journalism I was studying sports journalism so like our journalism majors all tied together you know what I'm saying so we all had damn near the same class and we just you know just grinding basically and this is when he was living in his dorm and I was staying in an apartment probably out west we always link up out the we get out class you know what I'm saying smoke a blunt or something and when I was listening to music in 2012, when I really, really cared about music, I was just a mainstream nigga, you know what I'm saying? So anything I hear on the radio or anything I hear on like VH1 Top 20 Countdown or BT's 106 in Park, that's all I knew. I didn't know nothing outside of the mainstream world. I didn't even know what the fuck underground music was, you feel me? And the more I hung out with that nigga, the more I knew and the more I started getting into underground music, the more I started, you know, catching my eye. And it makes me realize that, you know, underground music is probably the most underrated music in the whole entire music, in, uh, in the music world. Because those artists that not really have the shine and people don't know about, they have extremely amazing creativity. And when you make a song, if, you're cre- if, you're, if your creativity is on top, your song is going to pop out, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are songs where, like, the label don't have to control that shit. And the label, you know what I'm saying? When you're in the underground world, you basically, it's like, hand, it's like hands-free, you know? You just, 
do whatever the fuck you want. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to worry about a label telling you just to just do this to the song, do this to the song. Certain people care about money and certain people care about sales. Other people just care about just having their shit out there and just want to be heard. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of miss the artists that used to be like that who make it big and they don't know who they are no more because a lot of artists like that. And um, yeah, it's just like when you really don't care about the money, the fame and all that, you know, you go get rich regardless. You know, the more streams, the more views you get. Yeah, you gonna, you the money gonna slowly come. But like when motherfuckers really didn't care about all that, all they cared about just having their content out there for the people to listen to, you know, for their fan base to have somebody to relate to and, you know, like then their role models, that's when the music was good. And that's what some of the underground music was about, you know. But when the, he told me, he showed me this artist named Mac DeMarco. The first ever song I ever heard from him was the song called My Kind of Woman by Mac DeMarco off Solid Days, which is hands down my favorite album of all time. I play the album every single day. I nonstop. The album holds near and dear to my heart. And I watched the music video for the first time. This is, this is like what? This is like, yeah, back in like 2015, like five, six years. Yeah, five years ago, five, six years ago. I was watching the music video. And when I first seen this shit, I'm like, bro, this is the most weirdest shit I've ever seen in my fucking life, dog. Like, why are you showing me this shit? And because it, it's just, you know, Mac DeMarco, he's, he's out there, you know what I'm saying? He's not your typical normal guy. He's just this weird, you know, happy person. You feel me? And that's some of the... I don't, I don't want to consider myself weird, but I try to be happy, you know what I'm saying? I try to keep a positive mindset. So when I listen to his music, it's, it just... Ah, man, it's hard to explain, but when you listen to a Mac DeMarco song, you just feel all bubbly inside, you know what I'm saying? Everything's all spacey, everything is all, I want to say all psychedelic. Well, yeah, I could say psychedelic for people out there who do that stuff, the psychedelic. It just, it feels so warm and cozy, you know what I'm saying? Like warm, fuzzy, you just get that warm, fuzzy feeling, like happiness. That's what, that's what happiness sounds when you listen to a Mac DeMarco song. My kind of woman, treat her better. Go easy. I could name so many cuts on Salad Days. Salad Days, the actual song called Salad Days. Blue Boy. Goodbye Weekend. Chamber of Reflections, which is probably a hard song. The instrumentals on that shit is hard. And then you got, what, his other albums, like Two. And this old, what, was this old dog? Or, yeah, this old dog. It's, man. He has a lot of great songs, bro. A lot of great songs. He's heavily slept on heavily heavily slept on now is i mean it's been a minute the last time he came out the album was like i think called uh here comes the cowboy and that came out maybe like two three years ago so he's kind of due for some more music i don't know what he's doing right now but mac demarco if you're listening to this podcast or if you know somebody you know what i'm saying that's relate that's close to mac demarco and you want to share this to him? I want to tell you straight up, Mac DeMarco, you need to come back out, man. Come back out and make some more music. Make me feel warm and fuzzy again, dog. Because, like, I mean, I just keep listening to your old shit. Your last album was cool, but I want more Salad Day vibes, dog. I want more Salad Day vibes than two. The two had, what, bangers like Old to Viceroy, My Kind of Woman, 
shit we don't talk about another one because another one was pretty nice it's like it's so me those three albums two another one and salad days dog even this old dog man because all four of those albums there's no misses on them bitches no misses now here comes the cowboy was decent i didn't really like it like that but it was decent if i had to rank them albums salad days definitely come first then two comes second this old dog comes three then you have another one comes four and then yeah um what's it um, here comes the Cowboys gonna come five you know what I'm saying it's just I play that bitch on a regular I have a whole playlist that is literally nothing but Mac DeMarco songs that I play on the daily you feel me so I thank you Mac DeMarco for being my favorite artist got me through a lot of rough times where I would just I would just I would, I wouldn't say angry but I just be riding around or I'm riding on a bus or I'm just walking and I'm thinking to myself, man, I hate everybody. I hate everything. But when I listen to a music, it kind of keeps me sane, keeps me a little bit happy in a happy state. You know what I'm saying? It prevents me from being angry at everything because it's so easy to be angry at everything. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what the world, especially the world now, that's what it wants you to do. It wants you to be angry at everything. You know, but playing his songs, bro, I can I can never be angry. I can never be angry. So for that, thank you, Mac DeMarco. And that's why he's on my list is number one. So there you go. Yeah, Mac. Shout out to Mac DeMarco. If you never, ever listen to a Mac DeMarco song, I highly recommend you go listen to a Mac DeMarco song. Because, like I said, if you like being happy. And you like something different, because everybody always like, you know, R&B and hip-hop is always being outplayed and always being played consistently. But not a lot of people get to listen to indie rock and alternative like that. It's all, indie rock and alternative genres heavily slept on. So, I mean, if you want something in that alley, I recommend Mac DeMarco to you. Definitely Salad Days is the album you should listen to. It's going to change your life. I'm telling you, well... So that's him. Uh, another artist. I got four more to go. So I'm going to say maybe like number two. Uh, I will probably have to say Tame Impala. Tame Impala, man. So the story behind Tame Impala, how I really, really fuck with Tame. A long time ago, I was living out west with my with, uh, some of my good friends. You know what I'm saying? And it was one song one song that Rihanna covered that was by Tim Impala that nobody knew about. It was a song called New Person Same Mistakes. I think that's what it's called. Hold on. I want to say that was what it was called. It, yeah, hold on. Yep, New Person Same Old Mistakes is what the song was called. And Rihanna covered that song. But Tame Paula made the song first. So I listened to both. I listened to Rihanna's song first because that's all they was playing. You know what I'm saying? Because they was big Rihanna fans. And then I listened to the Tame Paula version. And I was like, damn, this shit is fucking wavy. Spacey as fuck. It's a definitely big vibe. And then that's when I went to listen to the album, which was called Currents. And that came out 2015. 
I listened to the whole album from beginning to end. And to and if you want to talk, if you okay, so all my drug users out there who do psychedelic drugs like LSD and shrooms and all that, if you really really want a, a album or a type of band to listen to while you spaced out on them drugs, Tame Impala, bro, is the most psychedelic band I've ever listened to. I mean, it's probably more psychedelic bands that you know do them type of type of sounds but tame impala when you on drugs like that bro it, everything is just so wavy i've never felt oh my god it's just, yeah tame impala they kevin parker he knows what he's been doing he knows what he's doing i think he does he does the beats he does the singing he does all that shit you know what i'm saying kevin parker is the most underrated musician in this world and forming the band tame impala was the best thing he ever did Currents was a masterpiece. Because before Currents, you had Lonerism. You also had, uh, you had Lonerism, Currents, and I, what was the other one you had? Hold on. Uh, oh, um, So you had Currents, you had Lonerism, and you had Inner Speaker. Inner Speaker and Lonerism came before Currents. So I'm kind of shitty because when I was listening, when I found out about Tame Impala, I kind of skipped ahead. I should have started, well, so obviously, yeah, I started from the beginning. I think it was Lonerism first, and then it was Inner Speaker, and then it was Currents. So I listened to them three albums. Out of all them three albums, Lonerism is... I would think Lonerism is kind of better. Lonerism is kind of better. But every single album that they made, they have a different, different sound. Like Currents is more wavy. Lonerism is more of a... This is it's basically an introduction to who they really are. And Inner Speakers got a lot of bops on there too. A lot of underrated bops. And then... Yeah, so like they, they was doing their thing. And then I was kind of shitty that it took five years for them to come back. And well, they came out with slow the slow rush that came out last year. And I was kind of shitty about that because it's like, damn, why did it take them five years to come out with an album? And I was like, part of like part of it's like part of my heart was gone. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, I need a team and Paula consistently throughout my, consistently in my music rotation. Cause I listened to literally all their shit, and I just, you know, it was just constantly being played, overplayed. I was like, damn, I really, really want to listen to some new shit. And then he came out with a couple singles, and he came out with the Borderline single, which Borderline is it used to be my favorite song off the Slow Rush. And then he broke, and then he kind of, kind of swerved everybody, and it kind of made me sad because when he put. The Borderline song on the album, it was different than the single. The album version of Borderline was more of a remix where the instrumentals were different. It didn't hit as hard as the single because when the single for Borderline came out for the Slow Rush, the one part that really got me was when he keeps singing his chorus and his voice fades out. That shit, that shit was trippy. It fucking was hard too. I fucked with it heavy. You know what I'm saying? 
He did that on one of my other favorite songs. It was probably my favorite song on the Slow Rush is One More Hour. One More Hour is probably the most, one of the most emotional songs I've ever listened to, man. It's a very, very good song put together from beginning to end. The end, the end will really, really get to you, dog. And I'm not one of them emotional people to show my emotions, but it'd be times where I want to cry after I listen to the ending part, bro, because that shit hurt. That shit hit. And I'm not hurt, but it, 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 you know, it gets to a nigga, you feel me? Yeah, it's been a minute since I cried. It's, shit, it's been like damn near over like 10 years. I don't know, if it's for some reason I can't really, can't really cry. I don't know, it's hard. But when I listen to songs like that, it, it, touch, it, it gets you choked up a little bit. So yeah, The Slow Rush, it came out in February last year, and it, it was a great album. What a great way to come back after a five-year hiatus, Kevin Parker. The album was nice. Like I said, One More Hour is one of my favorite songs. Is it true? Lost in Yesterday. One More Year is nice. Yeah, there's a lot of good bangers on that, bitch. If I had to rank his album, all their albums, well, Tame Impala's albums, all of them four, I would say Currents is probably number one. Lonerism is two. Inner Speaker is three. And Slow Rush is four. Slow Rush is four because... It got to get some time for me. To, it got to grow on you. I mean, and, and Slow Rush is nice, but I can't put that over the last three albums he did. Because the three albums before Slow Rush, those are timeless albums. Those are albums that it defines who Tame Impala really is. And Currents, that shit was nailed from beginning. It's the best. It's a nice collective album from beginning to end. It's put together perfectly. He did his thing on there. So I fuck with Currents heavy. So all you guys out there, if you never heard of Tame Impala, I suggest you go type them in, check out some of their songs, and thank me later, because it's a very, very nice band. It's one of my favorite bands. One of my favorite bands. Probably my favorite band. It's a lot. Well, between them and this next band I'm about to play, uh, tell you guys about, but it could go like, it's like flipping a coin down there, basically. Uh, so like I said, like I said, with the flipping the flipping coin for my, one of my favorite bands, Tame Impala is one of my favorite bands, and then the other band that I was hardly had to say is one of my favorites. Definitely got to be the Arctic Monkeys. And the thing about the Arctic Monkeys, I didn't really know about the Arctic Monkeys till I heard their song "Commercial." It was a commercial for like what Wrangler jeans or some shit like that, and they were playing "Do I Want to Know," which is one of their biggest songs. And before that, I didn't realize they had a lot of bangers on their, they had a lot of, a lot of music under their belt before I listened to Do I Want to Know. So they've been out for a minute, actually. They've been out for a hot minute. Because they got AM, Favorite Worst Nightmare. They got a lot of, they got a lot of albums. And it came out with Tranquility, Base Hotel, and Casino. That came out 2018. So it's been a minute for them. It's been like... Like now it's like two, three years since they dropped the project, but they had Humbug. They had a good, they had a, they had some good albums in their discography, you know. But with something about Do I Want to Know, it really, really caught my eye. So once I found out about that song, I went to the actual AM album, which is on, because it starts off with Do I Want to Know. Are You Mine is pretty good, because Are You Mine is it was on Rock Band and Guitar Hero, you know what I'm saying. Uh, number one party anthem. That's a, that's one of my favorite out songs. See, Arctic Monkey is the type of band where 
you at a bar or you at the club and they they call for last shots or last call for shots and you're just sitting there at the bar you kind of fucked up you're looking around and you're just thinking to yourself damn this is how my night consists of like the Arctic Monkeys probably be the most one of the most chillest bands I've ever listened to in my life they're really really like I would, if I ever see them I, I do that's probably one of the concerts I definitely definitely gotta see and put on my bucket list to go to Arctic Monkeys concert there's something about the their style, you know what I'm saying? Their style, their swagger that they make in their songs. And I think they consider indie rock too, or yeah, they're considered indie rock. But yeah, the, 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 just the sound of their band is like that. It's like that. Sw- it's like swagger rock, if that makes any sense. It's just got a lot of swagger into what they make in their songs. That's how I look at it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm kind of glad I did discover the Arctic Monkeys. I didn't know who the fuck this was. If it wasn't for that Wrangler commercial, I would never would really have thought. I would probably never really knew who the fuck they were. And come to find out, they're one of my favorite bands, next to Tame Impala. Like I said, you flip a coin, it's you know what I'm saying. It could be either or. It's kind of hard to choose between those two because I listen to them both like collectively. And the Arctic Monkeys was a band where I had to go all the way back because I started a little late. So I started at a.m. So I had to go all the way back. I I think I skipped Sucking and See. So I had to go all the way back to Humbug and Favorite Worst Nightmare. Because one of my friends I used to play Xbox with, he was a big Arctic Monkeys fan too. And he actually put me on a Favorite Worst Nightmare and Humbug. And when I listen to fam- Famous Worst Nightmare, you know, D is for Dangerous, that sticks up. Bella, Bella, Bella Clava, I think that's how you pronounce it. That's one of my other favorites, fluorescent adus- for fluorescent adolescent. That's what they call it. It's a nice song as well. This house is a circus is a banger. If you were there, beware. That shit hits hard. The transition, I like the transition. Five oh five is one of my favorite songs too. It's probably deep my favorite song off the whole album. Five oh five. Just like I said, like when you listen to Ari Monkeys, just the way they deliver. Their choruses, the way they sing their songs. It's it's like swagger rock, bro. Like you just I don't know, it just makes you makes you feel like I said in the beginning, it makes you feel good, you know what I'm saying? That's how rock's supposed to sound. Well that's how indie rock's supposed to sound. Probably in this generation, you know. So I fuck with that. Humbug. I only listened to maybe like a few songs off of Humbug. Well, it was a 10 song album. So like, you know, you had songs off of Humbug, like My Propeller, Crying Lightning, Dangerous Animals, and I think Dance a Little Liar. But Humbug was kind of a little dark though. Like it's, it was like a little eerie. That album was eerie. So they st- it sounds like they went from, uh, from just a regular indie rock type of sound to an eerie and then AM is more of their like here's us we're like popular type of it's not really mainstream but like more of a hey now you know who we are when AM came out and then they came out with Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino and I ain't gonna lie that probably wasn't one of my favorite albums it probably wasn't you know, I think it's the only one song I like out there, and that was four out of five. Four out of five, it, it's a banger. It's a banger. I've seen the video and all, it's nice. But um, after them being gone since 2013, and they came, they announced they was coming out of the album. I was expecting it to be slightly better than AM, and I kind of want to say they regressed. 
But I mean, it is what it is. I mean, sometimes it hits, sometimes it misses. And maybe it's sometimes the album just grows on you. I didn't listen to Tranquility, Bass Hotel, Casino a lot for it to grow on me. Maybe I should listen to it more. But uh, if I had to rank them, AM definitely got to be number one on my list. Humbug, too, because I like the eerie sound they did. It was something different from Arctic Monkeys, you know, type of sound. Then Favorite Worst Nightmare. And then Tranquility, Bass Hotel, and Casino. They had another album called Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I Not. But I never really listened to it like that. Now I'm probably going to have to just because I'm curious to see... Uh, what that album is, because that's the first album that they came out with back in 2006, so, yeah, Arctic Monkeys, this, this is one of my favorite bands, besides Tame Impala, that I definitely like to recommend to people, and that's, it's a, it's your typical standard indie rock, it's definitely an indie rock band that people can fuck with, I just kind of hope they make an album soon, because it's been since 2018, since they came out with their last album. So I want to say they're coming out with another album in the future. Coming soon. We'll have to see. Uh, so I did what? Mac DeMarco, Tame Impala, and Arctic Monkeys. So, so spoiler alert, spoiler alert. My next two artists I'm going to talk about are hip-hop. I got to throw some hip-hop in there, man. That's Come on, man. That's like my bread and butter. So this next guy... Um, I ain't gonna lie. He was probably one of my probably my favorite hip hop artists for most of the 2010s decades. And then he just I don't know, I think probably since when he well I'm about to explain a story, so I might as well just say it. You know, I gotta go with the pretty flock of ASAP fucking Rocky, bro. The whole ASAP mob dog. I was fucking with that shit. It came out in 2012. And then like I said, bro, he was they're doing that space that's it was like cloud rap, bro, where the little, the fucking uh, distorted voices he used to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, ASAP was that nigga, bro, from 2011 when he came out with Live Love ASAP to fucking, at, well, his debut album, Long Live ASAP, to At Long Last ASAP. Which, by the way, I kind of hope and waiting for the streaming sites to put out Live Love ASAP. Because that's one of the most classic mixtapes ever, bro. Hands down, one of the most classic mixtapes ever. You can quote me on that. I don't care if you don't dis- I care if you don't like it or you disagree. Live Love ASAP, one of the most hardest albums, well, mixtapes he ever came out with. I just wish, like, Apple and Spotify and Pandora and all of them would put more mixtapes out on their streaming sites. But yeah, like I said, Live Love ASAP was one of the most hardest mixtapes ever. From Acid, what was Acid Drip, uh, Purple Swag, you know what I'm saying? Keep it G, I think it's what it's called. Get lit. It was oh so many bangers on that bitch. That's when Ace that was ASAP's coming out party to Yes, I am gonna be a big part of hip hop. That's what that mixtape did. You feel me? And then, you know, the the out debut album, Long Live ASAP. I seen that video, Goldie. Goldie's a hard video. Pussy Money Weed, bro, with Schoolboy Q. And that was at the time when he was doing features with Schoolboy Q, bro. They was just had so much chemistry, bro. Like, their features could not miss. Every time Schoolboy hopped on a track with ASAP, bro, they, it, was, it was just fire. You know? Fucking Problems, which was his mainstream song that got him popping to, you know, the mainstream crowd. Fashion Killer. If you watch the Fashion Killer video with Rihanna, which now... I, 
he's like dating Rihanna, which is like, damn, bro, this nigga ASAP, bro. He be taking W's until he got fucking arrested in Sweden, which was kind of the downfall. Kind of the downfall. But yeah, bro, he had a whole bunch of bangers with Love, Love, Long Live ASAP, and he followed it up with At Long Last ASAP. And At Long Last ASAP was probably one of the most underrated albums. Besides testing, because testing is an album that's gonna grow on people. The testing was a different, different sound. But at long last, last ASAP was underrated as fuck, bro. Cause that's how I found about Bones when he did a feature with Bones. It's called Canal Street. The LSD, if you watch the music video, one of the most trippiest videos I've ever seen. Excuse me, I know that whole song like the back of my hand. I said, excuse me, Mr. Bill Collector, I got problems, bro. Yeah, I can go all day with that. JD, you know, Lord Pretty Flocko Jody, that shit was hard. That beat is ridiculous. You know, Jukebot joints with Kanye. This nigga had a Kanye fucking feature on that bitch, and Kanye ripped that shit, dog. The fucking beat switch ups was ridiculous, dog. Like, and then he, we ain't going, we can't, I can't, we can't, we not going to even talk about the Lil Wayne feature he did with M's. Lil Wayne destroyed that goddamn fucking feature, bro. He went, that was when Lil Wayne, it was like 2015 Lil Wayne. He was still doing his thing. He kind of fell off a little bit, but he was still doing his thing back in 2015. But yeah, that whole 18 song album, bro. Which I, it, and, fun fact, it came out a day before my birthday, so it made it even better. But yeah, at long last, ASAP was like, that's probably one of my favorite albums by ASAP Rocky. Besides, you know, the mixtape, which the mixtape obviously gonna be number one. Cause that's, you know, what gave him the buzz. Testing was hard, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, testing is one of the albums where it's gonna grow on you. It's like, you know, I think it's like how a whole lot of red is gonna probably grow on people. Like the Yeezus album is gonna grow on people. Like some rap songs by Earl Sweatshirt. Albums like that where motherfuckers didn't like the different fucking direction they went with. But like you gonna appreciate it like five, ten years from now. And that's how testing is going to be. Because testing has some bangers that everybody don't want to admit they like. Like, niggas don't like to admit that Distorted Records beat was hard. The ASAP Forever remix was cool. I didn't understand the Moby feature with a chorus for Moby. And it was decent. Just to say you had Moby on the track for, you know, a different crowd was nice. But Kid Cudi on there, it was nice. T.I. was alright, you know. I probably could have did without T.I. and Kid Cudi on there, but it is what it is. Tony Tone was hard as fuck. Uh, Praise the Lord. I I don't really like Praise the Lord like that. I don't. The call drops with Kodak when he's doing that little phone thing. That shit was hard. I'm glad you put that in there. You know, something something different. Kids turned out fine. That's probably my favorite song off the album. And then the purity track at the fucking very end with Frank Ocean. And Frank Ocean not even singing. He's rapping. And then you got Lauryn Hill singing some... Yeah. See, testing... That's definitely gonna be an album that's gonna fucking grow on people. And I hope that people, maybe like five years from now, that goes to listen to it. Like you guys should probably go listen to it. I recommend you go listen to testing. You go, you gonna be like, you know what? In twenty eighteen, it wasn't really well received. But what? It's twenty twenty one now, or probably two, three years. I don't know. Two, three years from now, we're going to talk about how this album should have got more fucking buzz. I'm waiting on another ASAP Rocky album. I'm hoping 2021 he drops some shit. I want him to go back to the old ASAP, but I don't think so. Because now with Dan Rihanna, his head is probably far up his ass. And 
his ego is probably high. So we, we, only time will tell. If I had to rank his albums that he came out with so far, at long last, ASAP will go number one, Testing two, and Long Live ASAP three. And honorable mention will be uh, Live Love ASAP because, you know, it's a mixtape and they don't like to credit mixtapes. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see. So we got, I did Mac DeMarco, Tame Impala, Arctic Monkeys, ASAP Rocky, and last but not least, my fifth favorite artist gotta be the man who I hope and pray he gets a Grammy for the best album rap album of the year Mr. G.I. himself Mr. motherfucking Freddie Gibbs dog bro Freddie Freddie came a long way man Freddie has came a long way you feel me bro like from a nigga who just Got discovered by Jeezy. Well, he didn't get discovered by Jeezy, but signed his shit with Jeezy. And that shit, I thought that shit was going to fuck his career up. Until he met a nice fucking producer named motherfucking Mad Lib. Once he made Mad Lib and made the the Pinata album, the game was over, dog. And, like, he had some shit that was getting him buzzed. Like, Babyface, Killer, Cold Day, and Hell. That shit was getting him buzzed, you feel me? But like when he did the shit with TD, well with CTE and Jeezy's label, it just it just wasn't good. I thought that would be nice, you know what I'm saying? Cause I I thought him and Jeezy together would be a nice little, you know, combination. But I didn't know he was gonna beef. But like once he came out with Pinata, that was his. Uh, it basically him knocking on the door, hip hop saying, "Hey, I am Freddie Gibbs." I'm just some nigga from Gary that niggas don't really respect. But never mind that. Uh, just just hear me rap, and then boom, the rest is history. And the rest was indeed history. Because he followed from Pinata. Shadow of Dup was nice. You Only Live Twice was cool. I could probably do without it. Yeah, it was cool, but I didn't really like it like that. Then he came out with Freddy album. Freddy with motherfucking currency and the Alchemist, dog. Which... Which you think Freddie and Mad Lib is a perfect combo? Freddie and the Alchemist together too? Yeah. Come on now. That's the main but Freddie and the Alchemist paired together. The reason why that album Alfredo is nominated for best hip-hop album of the year for a grammy bro because the alchemist is all literally all over alfredo he produced that whole fucking album like bro come on now like Scotty bean fucking frank lucas being the butcher the fucking something to rap about with tyler creator oh man freddy is he man and then bandana dog he, bandana, which honestly, which nobody wants to give credit, bandana ship. Bandana was the hardest album of 2019, hands down. That was the hardest album, but nobody wants to give him credit for that. You feel me? It should have been the best album of 2019. Freestyle shit, half man, half cocaine, crime pays. Crime pays one of the most. That's probably one of my favorite Freddie Gibbs fucking videos, besides the Heralds videos, because. It, that that made me feel a little bit more homesick every time I watched that video when he made that Heroes video. 
But yeah, Crime Pays was one of the hardest videos I've seen in a minute. I think Practice, Gianna's Dog, Education with Yasin B, aka fucking Most Deaf. Fucking Black Thought on that song, man. Napalma Live, Pusha T and Killer Mike, dog. Come on, bro. Come on. Like, this, like, every single album he was doing up from, like, 2015 all the way to 2020, you can hear the progression. You can hear him just being like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to fucking prove everybody wrong with my skills. And I'm going to just slowly climb up the ladder. And fast forward to 20 fucking 20 last year, Alfredo. Now, this nigga is a very, very big household name. And he can probably very well win Grammy for best rap album of the year. It's a big possibility. Cause he got Nas, he got Jay Electronic, he got some pretty big competition. But I think he can do it. Anything is possible, you feel me? Anything is possible. If 360 Mafia can win an Oscar for the soundtrack to Hustle and Flow, I'm pretty sure the Grammys can give fucking Alfredo and Freddie Gibbs an Alchemist a fucking Grammy, you feel me? Come on now. If I have so if I have to rank his albums and then I definitely gotta go one Alfredo no Pinata gotta go two cause Pinata started the climb so I got Bandana and Pinata which shows you how much I appreciate Mad Liz's work as a producer which by the way he dropped the album you should go check that out Mad Liz dropped a new album so I would say uh, Bandana Pinata uh, shout out to Doubt Put that number three. Fetty, because I fuck with Currency. Currency and Freddie Gibbs together is pretty nice. Uh, Wait, I said Pinata. Oh, shit. Okay, wait, I take that back. Pinata. No, ben, no Bandana. Pinata. Alfredo. Fetty. Shadow of the Delt. Freddie, and you only live twice. There you go. There you go. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard because, you know, if he, I, I kind of wish he would have did without the only little twice album. There's only like eight songs too. You feel me? It could have been like a mixtape or some shit. But I mean, I can see why it was on here. But yeah, once after the currency collab album, yeah. But Chris Freddie's just that. He's that just that you know that nigga that hardcore nigga. In a new generation where we have all these melodic ass rappers, bro. We got niggas like him. And then I, you know, can't stress enough the importance of having Griselda, of Benny the Butcher, and Kawhi the Machine, West Side Gun, having them niggas in the game right now. Keeping real hip hop alive. Because all you hear is auto tune melodic rap taking over the world now. That's all you hear. And then you just hear these trap rappers talking about the struggle with it. It's like, that's cool, but we need, I don't know. We just need that real hip-hop back, you know? The shit that Kendrick did that he took a hiatus for. Shit that J. Cole took a hiatus for. We just need that type of style rap back. I think it's about that time, you know? The melodic rap and the trap rap, you feel me? It's been making a nice, nice run from, like, what? 2016 when that fucking freshman class of Yachty and 21 Savage and Lucy Verd and fucking all of them came into the scene which they all they all are doing great which I can't lie 
they all doing great, but for niggas who really, really enjoy the hip-hop, we need real, real, you know, boom bap, you know, rap back, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got Jid and Joy Badass whenever he wants to drop his album, you know, Freddie, Griselda, we need niggas in that style. The whole TDE label who's been sleeping underneath a rock, who God knows what the fuck they're doing or what they're going to do this year. We need that shit back. But yeah, so basically those were my top five artists that I listen to on a daily. Mac DeMarco, Tame Impala, Arctic Monkeys, ASAP Rocky, and Freddie Gibbs. Those five artists get me through the day. It gets me through anything that I possibly, possibly have going on. Tell me, well, difficult challenges in life that I'm like, fuck, do I really want to do this? All I got to do is put my headphones in. Or I just play that shit through my speaker. And my day is a little bit salvageable. It's a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. I can move on with the day without, you know, not being oppressed so far. But, you know, I have more motivation to do things. Because a big part of not being successful and not doing shit is, you know, not having a motivation. I kind of use music as a motivator. You know, music has, you know, it gets me pumped. It gets me like, you know, willing to like step out of my comfort zone and do more. That's like I like I keep reiterating, music is a stress reliever. You know what I'm saying? It it helps it clears the mind, the body, and the soul. You hear that all the time. It it definitely does clear the mind, body, and the soul. It definitely do. So that's why with those five artists in my rotation. I can never go wrong. I can never, ever go wrong. Well, with that being said, like I said, um, I always plug my Spotify account because I got hella playlists on that bitch. Um, if you want, like like I said, my music, I, got, I, I think I got good music taste and I try to put other people on to different music outside of the mainstream world. So if you want some music that you probably don't know about and want to give it a try, all you got to do is just add me on Spotify at Derek Moody. Uh, you will see my profile. is going to be the, the light blue background with the headphones. That is me. I got pretty much all my playlists uh, open to the public. Like I said, them five artists that I listen to, I recommend to everybody, type in their shit, listen to their discography, listen to their albums, listen to their singles, and you'll see what I see, and you'll hear what I hear when I listen to them five artists, and you probably will feel, you know, the way I be feeling when I listen to them, you know, I feel more relaxed, feel more free, you feel me, I'm just out here trying to help you guys live nice, nice, positive lives, and I said music does that to you. Music music is escape. I can't tell you how many times music saves people, saves lives. Music does save lives. Can you imagine a world going to a world well, living in a world without music? It I don't think people can some people say they can survive without music, but nah, you can't. I, I think it's kind of impossible to survive without music. You know what I'm saying? It's uplifting. 
shit, even ancestors, our ancestors back in the day and the people back in the day, they used music as a way to get through the trials, the tribulations, and all the bullshit that was going on back then. So, I mean, whatever music out there is to give you positivity and, you know, uplift you and lift you up, there you go. And those five artists, like I said, those five artists right there, hopefully if you want to listen to them and it helps you out, then you're welcome. Okay, well, I think that wraps up everything. Um, look on, look out for more episodes. Actually, at Moody's point, because I'm gonna drop a few more episodes. I'm gonna shoot some more video, you know, podcasts at Moody's point from my YouTube channel. Uh, my YouTube channel is Moody's Point, capital M O O D Y, capital P O I N T. I'm gonna try to drop some more videos on there. You can also find some of my videos on the Waves World Podcast Network YouTube channel as well. Go subscribe to that as well. And yeah, you guys will be hearing from me real soon. About to go shoot some more content for you guys. Uh, to close out, I just want to say, you guys, just um, just be safe out here. Um, as you don't know, we had some snow out there that's... Uh, it was snowing pretty hard earlier. The roads are pretty fucked up. Hope you guys, if you're driving right now, be safe. Watch out for that black ice. I don't want to see you guys' cars spun out in ditches. Just be careful out there. And I will see you guys later. Moody, out. <laughs>